This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and I've been caring for the homeless and needy of South Florida since 1992. This is our 97th year. We're fast approaching 100 years of seeing lives change and our community enriched. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and I've been here almost 30 years, 29 years and counting. It's a great joy and a privilege to be a part of this wonderful organization that has centers in Broward and in Miami that takes care of those that you might see every day on the streets of South Florida, those that may be panhandling, those that may be sleeping on bus benches, those that are sometimes really bothersome. They come up to you while you're pumping gas or you're at a convenience store or outside a grocery store and they're looking for handouts and they have a big story. But you know, behind every one of those people, uh, there's, a, there's their own story. And they have a, a, a life that is filled with hopelessness for the last few years. Some of them get addicted to drugs. Some of them are mentally ill. Some of them have fell through the cracks. Some of them, if you really got to know them, have gone through the most, the horrendous life experiences, the loss of loved ones and tragedies, uh, our servicemen that are coming over, and even with all the the helps that are available to the veterans associations and so on. There's still veterans on our streets. 30, 33% of all of our homeless men that we, and women that we see uh, have served in the military. Not all of them have gone overseas. Not all of them have seen uh, combat. But we have over 33% in, in our centers at any one time. So they always have a different story. And it's so easy to judge people. You know, you look at them at the, at the corner and they're... They want to wash your windshield or they're just begging with the sign and they're walking up and down and you think, you know, if they can do that all day long, they could do something. They could be a greeter at Walmart. They could be something and, and work out, but that's not the case. There's a lot of sickness behind it, not only mental illness, but then there's physical sickness, uh, abuse that they've gone through, through living on the streets, not taking care of themselves and medical problems. So what we're trying to do is to have a lifeline for those that um, maybe come to their senses, maybe want to change in life, maybe are here beyond uh, for their own reasons. Maybe they come to the door just to get a meal. Maybe they come to the door to get a shower or just to get out of the rain or get out of the heat. But why they come to any, they come to the doors of any of our centers, they are going to be greeted by people that are going to be friendly not going to judge them, not going to say that you're a street you know, animal, that you're a crack cocaine, that you're a prostitute, that you're no good, that you never will be. Uh, just say, you know, here's a place that's safe. Here's a place that we can help feed you and clothe you, even if it's for a short time. Uh, but we're hoping you'll take advantage of all the different services that we have, our education classes, our computer classes, our housing programs, our, our employment programs, so many different things that we have 
our parenting classes, and, and just so much more that people can take advantage of and get their life turned around. We are a Christian organization. And that's how we started back in 1922. Uh, and a pastor and his wife came down. They wanted to do something to share the love of God in practical ways here in Miami. And it's just grown over the years. Unfortunately, you would think after the millions and the millions and the millions of dollars and all the different agencies, the county agencies, the city agencies, the state agencies, the private agencies, that we would see an eradication of homelessness. But the reality of it is even Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. And as far as civilization goes back, you can do historical tracing. Uh, the homeless have always been a part of our society. They were part of the English um, English society when America broke away, when we came over here to the colonies. Uh, there were people that became homeless. When I say homeless, there were people that said, we're not going to eat, we're not going to work, we don't want to do our fair share. And the co colonists would say, if you're not going to work, you're not going to eat. And they would shun them and put them outside the, the colonies and the camps. And many of them would die in the harsh winters up north. So we have our homeless here, and for any, whatever reason it is, we know that with just a little bit of encouragement, with just a right attitude, uh, people can start believing in themselves again. And today you're gonna hear from Stefan, a wonderful testimony. You know, we're helping over 1,200 men, women, and children every single day, and yet it always boils down to that one person that we're trying to help, that one woman with children that's fleeing a domestic violence situation. We're always trying to help um, people that are in need. And that's been my heart. We're not going to, not everyone is going to participate. Not everyone is going to be super successful. But I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men, women, and their families get changed here. Uh, go on to better lives, become members in society where they actually give back and they, they start their own volunteering. They're coming back at our centers. They're implanted into local places of worship. Uh, they're just better employers, employees rather, better parents, better people. Uh, and, and, and they really, their life is enriched. It's not just being off the street. It's gaining victory and having triumph over their past um, problems. In fact, some have gone on to even, even greater, greater things that they would ever could ever imagine or, or hope for. You know, this month is Father's Day. We just had our bombastic birthday blast this past Wednesday. Uh, over 700 um, men and women were, were taken care of. We're given a very special birthday celebration. We know birthdays happen every day, but we do select one day out of the year where we get everybody we can in our centers and off the streets and just wish them a happy birthday, sing to them, give them a cake, get them a present, and it's very moving. And we use that also as a contact for those that are on the streets and saying, you know, we love you, people love you, our community loves you, there's people that are in your corner, God has a plan for you. Uh, we want you to know that your birthday is important to us. I know that maybe not, you haven't heard that in many, many years, and maybe you're not gonna have a birthday party on your birthday, and maybe today's not even your birthday, but we want you to know that we care for you and that there's a plan for you and you can have a better future. So we just had that. And now we have Father's Day next Sunday. For all of our men in the program, we always try to do something nice on Father's Day. And that is a time that people can be reunited with their, with their children. Many of our men, their kids are grown. Um, some of our men have two or three children from different moms, so it makes it difficult. 
and there's a whole relationship building there and how do you how do you bridge those gaps we do want our dads to understand that they can be better fathers they cannot go back and erase the past they cannot undo the hurt or the missed years that they had the missed opportunities but they can do something now if it's allowable by the parent you know the mother and by the family member but we want them to try to engage because we know that's very important for young people to let to know that their parents love them have not abandoned them and uh, may have gone through some rough times but still care for them so we have our father's day celebration you can go on our website at caringplace.org to help us during that celebration and on we have started our summer camp for our children starts on the 17th uh, we still need help we do need help there at sixty dollars to sponsor one child for one week it's going to be a six-week program we're probably having close to over a hundred um, boys and girls we've done this for many many years uh, this year we've lost a little bit of our funding so we need to ask the community to to pick it up for us we're walking on faith and it's sixty dollars per child per per week three hundred sixty dollars for one child for the entire summer and you can go to caringplace.org slash camp that's caringplace.org slash camp you know during the summer months up in up in the northern part of our country or during the winter months it's cold uh, people are coming off the colds the shelters are, are massively filled they're stressed out but here in South Florida, it's a little opposite. We do have cool weather, and we do have nights that we're really stressed out, and we're filled to overcapacity. But during the summer months is when it's very rainy, it's very hot, and so we're going to have more and more people come through our doors, not just to uh, get a program, but they're going to come through the doors because they're hungry. They're going to come to our doors because their clothes are wet or they're filthy, and they need a change of clothes, so we're going to provide a shower for them. And just for a respite to, to, to get out of the heat and maybe get their bearings. Now, when they come in, we are going to use this as an opportunity to help them and maybe find another program or another place or house or something that they can get into and get off the streets. Well, God bless you. We've got a great program. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center of the Miami Rescue Mission. Uh, excited today, we have in the studio with us today, Elkia Smith and Jeff Joseph, and they are the president and vice president of the Elkia Foundation. Welcome, Jeff. Welcome, Elkia. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate great. it. Thank Love you it. so much for coming. I mean, before we go in and talk about the wonderful things that you guys do in the community i'm going to tell our listeners because not all of our listeners went to our thanksgiving on good friday event uh, we had close to 300 volunteers and we served uh, so many people on this day when we you know we gave hope to our community but elkia you did something very special right so we had a shower truck just for women okay we also had showers for the men but in the side where you were this was only for women and you were part of something wonderful because the women from our community who went to take a shower tell our listeners what were you doing that day for them 
So that day we got the shower truck out um, to be able to facilitate showers for the ladies. Um, that was a part of the event. We also provided them with uh, hairstyles as well, which yes. they loved. So after they got cleaned up, we pretty much, you know, beautified them and had them looking great for that day. Um, just to clean them up and, and to have them look amazing on Good Friday. You are not kidding. They looked amazing and they felt amazing. Yes. It's crazy because I was in the on the other side, you know, with the guests where they were giving the meals. And every time a woman walked to the side where we were feeding and giving the hygiene items and all that great stuff that we were doing, the smiles, yes, the confidence, awesome. the confidence that was coming out of them because of the beautiful things that you guys did for them. Because sometimes it's not it's not enough just to shower, clean clothes. You guys took the time to actually did it, do their hairs, yes, and and they just amazing, amazing. So thank you so much for that. Tell us about the Elke Foundation, either one of you. I mean, tell us about what you guys do in general. Well, the, uh, the foundation is based, Mother Teresa is one of my favorite Love persons her. in the world. <laughs> and uh, she has a quote that says, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Oh. And the foundation is based off of that. Um, we want to change the world one ripple at a time. I think that the small things in, in life make huge impacts. And the foundation is doing just that. We have been doing a few uh, events across the Miami area and we want to do bigger things and we want to accumulate those small impacts to just create a, a big effect in a community center eventually. So we've been feeding the homeless around the Miami area. We also had an event in Brownsville where we did a Christmas event where we adopted a few families, gave them the entire Christmas experience, the gifts, the presents, the tree. We opened a few items for them and with them during the Christmas holiday, we try to fulfill all of their items. By the uh, way, we'll have another Christmas event in 2019. Yes. That's so. amazing. So this year, you guys are doing another Christmas event. Yes. We want to go bigger this year, hopefully, than yes. last year. Uh, you last can year do it. A, yes. <laughs> it was at the Brownsville Transit, Transit Village last year, and it was an amazing turnout. We partnered with Representative James Bush, which is the representative for Brownsville, and also Mr. Kilpatrick, which is the community um, leader for the neighborhood in that area. Love it. And it was amazing. Love so we it. want to continue doing small things like that in the community until the you know the point that we reach to the community center goal and the community i'm sure i mean everyone listening right now they're probably wondering how can i get involved i mean they know about the miami rescue mission so now we want them to know about the elkia foundation because we are all about sharing the good news and telling everybody uh, be doing something for others i mean that's our main goal here so how can the community get involved with you guys we have our Facebook page, which they can always go to. We have, um, we've been verified on Facebook as an organization, a 501c organization. They can always donate there. We also have um, an app called Dynamic Pay, where users can actually shop and give back to the organization as well. So in those two ways, they contribute and also volunteer. We're 
doing a few different events in the community in the next couple of months, um, cleaning up in the Miami area. We want to actually go through a few neighborhoods where they have a lot of trash in the area, clean up. We also want to do some financial literacy um, courses in the uh, the neighborhoods as well. So any volunteers will be amazing. Um, if you have anyone in the financial arena, anyone just wants to volunteer for any of our events, they can go over to our Facebook page to be able to know what are coming up and how they can get involved. And that will be the first step. The first step is to go to our Facebook page, Elkia Foundation, and like the page. That's the yes. first step. So I'm we could get information out to you and you could see exactly what we're doing in the community. And you could pick and choose which uh, event that you want to be part of. But we have so many that are coming and everything is through social media these days. So that's the best way to find out what's, what we're doing in the community. And I'm already following you because it's super awesome. easy to find you, right? It's the Elkia Foundation. And, yes. it, and that's E-L-K-I-A foundation yes. and if you cannot you know if you're driving and you forget how to spell it later or you cannot find it later you know you can call me here at the mission Leanne and I'll give you all the information as I know this wonderful individuals and this wonderful foundation that's doing only good in the community um, so uh, we're so grateful I mean Jeff what were you doing on Thanksgiving on Good Friday I know what Elkia El was doing I saw her a couple of times so how, how did you help her how did you feel well you know being that I actually was the only man part of I that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> so I actually, uh, I, I'm a network person, so I was sitting there, you know, just making sure I was bringing coffee uh, oh, to all it. the young ladies that were out there, you know, taking a shower and, and just, uh, you know, helping them pick out clothes after they took a shower. Oh, you're uh, melting so, my yeah. heart. So, so you know, I, I was just a servant. You know, that's, that's what this whole thing is. We're a Christian organization. Uh, you know, I love to do things in, in the name of Jesus Christ, and, and this Amen. is my ministry. Amen. So, you know, this is the main thing is uh, Jesus says the greatest amongst you is the one who serves. So yes. we just come in here and serve. That's all we have to do. Is it, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. Uh, it, you know, if if, if you want to be a coffee runner, you could be a coffee runner. If you could help somebody uh, pick something up at the store, then let's do that. You know, we we have so many things we're gonna do. Uh, I see. I envision things where we are painting the community. Yes. We're painting the walls in the community. I envision uh, where we have trash pickup days, where we go out there and just pick out trash. And that's just not only cleaning our community, having confidence in our community, but it's also networking with the people, just showing the people that we're here on the street uh, with them. You know, we're here supporting them. We're not from, we're not in a building somewhere or in a car somewhere at a distance. We're right here with them in the community, and we're going to grow with them. And even, and even when you're sitting somewhere, you can still help. I mean, I always say it, everyone can do something. Yes. You can always be a part of something, of a wonderful movement, if you have the time to be involved hands-on, if you can only write a check, if you can do a donation for the next event that Elkia Foundation is doing, or the Miami Rescue Mission is doing, or any other organization in our community. I mean, there's so many people trying to do good for others. So get involved. I mean, get off the couch. That's what my director always yes. says uh, if you were wondering what to do with your time there's so many things that you can do as a as an active member of our community absolutely, absolutely. And, and and with love yeah you're, you're right jeff i couldn't said it better myself it's about loving on our people yes. these are people out there that it's not that we're responsible we're responsible for the community yes. so thank you so much for doing that i'm gonna say it one more time so elkia the best way of getting in contact with you would be the social 
the social media, yes. right? On Facebook. What about Instagram? No, yes. Instagram, yes. Also, so the okay. LKIA Foundation, also on Instagram. So E L K I A Foundation. Um, Facebook or on Instagram. So you can find us or you can call us at 954-526-3234. And please just go like the page. Like yes, the page. like the page. Uh, Jeff was right. Everything nowadays is about social media. So even if you're not ready to do something right away with the Okia Thought Nation or the Miami Rescue Mission, just follow. go and like our pages because that's a great way to find out about events in the future. And maybe you can join Okia Foundation when they come do another event with us, which I hope is soon. Soon. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. What a pleasure to have both of you. We're here to serve and and we're humbled. So thank you for having us today. Thank you. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. Um, Excited to have in the studio with us today, Chelsea O'Feely. And Chelsea is the president of AAWP at Barry University. Thank you for coming, Chelsea. How are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic to have you, to see you again, because we saw each other uh, for the Thanksgiving on Good Friday event. And and before, I thank you many times for that help during the event. And, And we talk more about what you guys do. What does AAWP stands for? Well, AAWP stands for the American Association of Women Podiatrists. Um, This is a national organization. The actual president of the national organization is Dr. Jennifer Spector. And then I'm the president of the student aspect of it at Barry University. That is wonderful. And Barry University, um, if you have listened to us uh, about when we had the shows about Thanksgiving on Good Friday, Barry University worked very closely with us and they have been doing so for 10 years now. So every time we do the Thanksgiving on Good Friday event and we watch the feet of the homeless as part of the, you know, what we're doing. So Barry University, the podiatry students from Barry come alongside of the Miami Rescue Mission and do nail care for the homeless and the hungry of our community. How was that experience for you, Chelsea? Well, it's a life-changing experience for me because, you know, we're in the classroom for the first two years of our training and we actually get to utilize what we learn in class and actually get to use our skills to help others. You know, we definitely get to help the people that don't get a chance to actually get these types of services on an everyday basis. And I think that's so important because, you know, we're studying to be doctors. And when you're a doctor, you have a duty to serve your community. Oh, you, so. you I couldn't have said that better myself. You do have a duty. We all have a duty to serve our community. And, and I, you, I, I wish you guys could see, see Chelsea. Chelsea is super, super young. Um, and you're going to be a doctor next year. Yes, <laughs> I know it's shocking, but I mean, it's something that I'm definitely ready for. I've worked my whole life to get to where I am today and I'm excited and I'm ready for whatever comes. You inspire me. And and the fact that she is already helping, giving back. I, I mean, I know that when you only have a year before you become a doctor, I'm sure, listen, in my eyes, you're already a doctor. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that you came and I know this was not your first time. No, it's not. I was at the Thanksgiving event last year as well. Um, this time, this year, I actually was the one who coordinated everything yes. that went on. Last year, I came more so as a member of the club. And it's interesting to see what goes on behind the scenes of trying to make sure everything is facilitated and all the supplies are there. I mean, it, a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into this 
event and, and I think that's so important. It is important and you brought volunteers not only to the Miami Center but also to our Hollywood Center so thank mm -hmm. you for coordinating this amazing group of students. I think we had at least 15 mm -hmm. in Miami with your uniforms. You were there. I mean what a treat. What a blessing for a homeless individual. I mean do we think that they can afford a pedicure, go to a doctor sometimes, take care of the things, you know, some of the concerns that they have? And the podiatry students were there so ready. Every time I went by, each one of you had someone's leg on top of your lap. lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. That's what we do. You know, we want to make sure because there's a lot of different type of pathologies that can be found from your feet. I mean, your feet can tell you if you have diabetic problems or other different type of vascular problems or things like that. So not only are we treating the feet, but we're treating the body as a whole, which is important. My God, thank you so much, Chelsea. I mean, we cannot thank Barry University podiatry students enough. Thank you for organizing uh, with your beautiful club, AAWP at Barry University. Our listeners, if you're thinking of getting a degree of wanting to be a podiatrist like Chelsea here, I highly recommend the program of Barry University. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chelsea. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, once again, we're at that part of the program where we get to hear a testimony from someone who is actually going through life change here at the mission. Uh, we're going to talk to Stefan. He is at the Miami campus. Sometimes we talk to residents that are in the Broward campuses. So first of all, I want to say welcome to the program, Stefan. Thank you for having me. Well, Stefan, let's go back in time. And let's talk about a little bit, maybe about your childhood. Did you feel like you had a functional family, dysfunctional? How, how was life back then? I mean, life back then, for me, my mom was always there. She was, she played the father figure and the mother figure for me. Um, my dad wasn't ever there, but as I was growing up, I was into sports and all of that stuff. So she was a Christian woman, but as I got older, I began to break out into the streets because my um, uncles and everybody sold drugs. So mm. all of my friends was like my brothers to me. So I was always on the streets. So there was some outside influences that was just stronger than yeah. the internal yeah. influence there. But sports at, at one point in your life tried to keep you on maybe on the straight and narrow. Yeah. On the straight and narrow. Yeah. So tell us um, how did that, where did that lead you being out on the streets and how did you end up at the mission? Um, well, I started I started to do drugs a lot, smoking weed, alcohol, hanging out, partying all the time um, as I got out of middle school. But as I got older, um, I started to do flocker, and my mom, she, she didn't like that. You know, I started to begin. That's dangerous. Yeah, I started to begin to get wild, and I went to jail a few times, and, and she always told me she had a place for me to go, but I told her I wouldn't try no program, and then... The second time I went to jail, I told her I'd give it a try, and it was a Miami Rescue Mission. Mm. Now, was that the place that she said she wanted to send you? Yes. Now, how did your mom know about Miami Rescue Mission? Um, I think she looked it up online, or somebody gave it to her. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So, let's go back to those first um, day and weeks when you came into the mission. What did you feel like? I mean, you're with a whole bunch of different people. You're kind of regimented as to when to get up, what to do. I mean, how did you feel through all that? I mean, to me, it felt like I was in jail again because I was, I was around people I didn't know. But once I got inside, then I felt it felt like family. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Um, I met I met a couple guys that always had conversations with me. The staff members was cool, so I I I, I was I was pretty comfortable the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I started to learn a lot of things about God. Was there any particular moment in time, or was it gradual, that you felt like maybe from maybe I need to change my thinking and maybe I need to do something different? Yes. Um. When I was in the program, I started thinking thinking more about my family and how I was hurting them when I was out there, and I started to get people started to talk to me more about God. I started hearing people's testimonies, and I started to feel the same way that they were feeling, and that's when I realized that I really need to change because I'm getting too old, and it's time for me to um, just give my life to, to Christ. Well, now you say you you felt like you're getting too old, and I look at you, and you look pretty young to me. So <laughs> that's good that you come to that decision early in life and not wait. Because you see people here of all ages. Yeah. And um, does that have an effect on you that, wow, some of these people, maybe they waited too long to, yeah. to decide they needed to get things straight? Yeah, some of them been here a long time, Um but I look up. To, I look up to a lot of them because they they have the wisdom and the knowledge, and they also keep me keep me focused to stay in the program. Because you know I'm we no different than nobody else. We all think the same, and no matter how old you get, you still you still can relapse at any time. So we all keep each other up at all times. I know you're in the upper phase um, in alpha, yes. and uh, so alpha is like um, a 17 week, uh, very intense. Uh, part of the program so i know we're kind of getting to the end of our break here so when we come back from break i want you to talk about being an alpha being an upperclassman and how that's affecting you in your life and also what your goals are for the future so if you want to hear more from stefan he's a young man he's getting his life together he's really gone through some difficult times don't turn that dial because Stefan is going to be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with Stefan. He was giving his testimony, how he came into the Miami Rescue Mission. Really started off with a, a good family, good mother. Um, but there was outside influences from other family members, uh, uncles and cousins, that what really pulled you uh, too much uh, to the streets and you got off track. Really led you down a very bad path of drugs and even Flocka. I really hate hearing that because Flocka really is one of the most dangerous drugs out there and it makes people really crazy. So I'm glad that you're at the Miami Rescue Mission and I'm glad you're an upperclassman. You are in Alpha. That means that all the people that are in the program, if you've made it to Alpha, they're looking up at you now as being that special person who has made it to Alpha. So talk a little bit uh, to our listening audience. What is Alpha like here at the Miami Rescue Mission? Um, for me, <clears throat> it's like a, it's kind of a growing phase for me. I'm now starting to, starting to blossom, starting to get older, and I'm starting to see changes. Used to have drama, but now it's no drama. I got, what, about 12, 11 Alpha brothers with me, and we all just work together, and we have each other's backs. No complaining, and we just do our work and learn more. We open the Bible and learn more about about, about Christ, the man who saved us, and, and all of us being saved right now while we're in this program, so we have a lot in common. So two things I got out of what you said. Uh, you are with other brothers that have had similar backgrounds or turmoil in their life yes and now they are also in alpha and so you're going together it's not just like a one-man show yes so that's one thing i got out of that are you learning tools um how to stay 
let's say, drug-free and going in a positive direction. I, I hear you're getting a biblical base, but are you getting the tools that's going to keep you on the right path? I'm starting to realize that it's not always about partying. Um, it's You can have fun. You can have fun without drugs and all those other stuff. Like Miss Kelly comes on Thursdays, and she she gives us places to go, like the the church down there where they do the little jazz concert. So it's kind of learning experience for me, and it's fun fun to have that experience in our lives, knowing that we could go out and, and do other things other than just go to the clubs and drink and all of that stuff. So, it's, so she actually, just so our listening audience knows, Kelly uh, does a class for the Alpha Brothers called Creative Living. living yeah. And it really is creative living. And you get to experience the arts and uh, different, you go into a symphony. And um, sometimes, I don't know if you guys have done it already, but sometimes doing artwork and uh, just experiencing maybe picnics and just experiencing life in a positive manner. And it is it is really pretty enlightening. Yeah. So you enjoy that? Yeah, I enjoy it. I've heard some people say, oh, I don't want to go to a symphony. I don't like that kind of music. And then when they come yeah. back, they're like, oh, all happy. They're happy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, they actually did like it. So um, in your journey, what's your goal? What do you want to do in life? What is your ultimate? What would really make you happy you ended up getting to do? Um, well, right now I'm in the regeneration band. Um, I, I kind of, you could say I make songs for the mission. Um, I'm a singer and I'm a rapper, but my main goal is to pursue my dreams of that, making music, going to going to college, and and just picking up that trade. Ah, uh, so you do want to continue to college then? Yes. So now, are you gonna first maybe go to Miami Dade, or because I know a lot of our men uh, here in the mission, they do uh, follow that path. Yeah, I told I told Ken I want to go to Miami Dade. Okay, so get your prerequisites done and yeah. and be be ready to go on to maybe fine-tune it into what you really want to do. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so your family, that is, uh, that have you built back those relationships, and what do they think about you right now? Oh, my mom, my mom very happy for me. Um, every time I call her, she always, she always smiling and everything. Um, I think she's very excited that I changed my life. You know, we, I done got away from this, from the, from the people, places, and things, and now I started a new life here. And she see that she see there's changes in my my voice and my talk. Um, and I'm always talking about positive things now that I want to do. And I'm thinking about the future and my family. So she's very happy for me. That's amazing. Well, we're all happy for you. And I hope as you're listening to this, you know, here's a young man sitting across from me. You can't see him, but I can try to paint a picture for you. He looks bright. He's got a nice shirt on. He has a tie on. And I know that's just outward. That's really what happens inward. But you do look handsome. Thank you, you do look great. Thank you. And you look like you've got it together and you know where you're going and uh, you're going in the right direction. I ask listeners many, many times, pray. Uh, if you're a praying person, pray for our men and women as they go through our programs that God continually works in their life and shows them that he has a great plan for their future. Thank you for listening to Stefan's testimony and uh, continue to pray for the hundreds and thousands of other men, women, and children that go through the doors of Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. Wow, what a tremendous testimony from Stefan. 
you know, that's what drugs will do to many people. And maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you're battling with drugs or maybe you have a family member that's battling with drugs or maybe you've had victory over alcohol and drugs or you still you still know people from uh, your place of work that are that are dealing with drug abuse, if not substance abuse. You know, drugs will take you further than you'd ever want to go and keep you there longer than you'd ever think you'd be there. And for some people, you can have a drink, you can have a beer, you can have a couple beers, but for others, it's just a big, big uh, problem where they don't know when to stop. And many of the people you see on the streets, they do have some kind of addiction problem, but they also then will have a mental health problem, and it's hard for social workers and for psychologists and psychiatrists to really pinpoint, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first? Was it the drinking and living on the streets and the malnutrition that brought on mental illness? Or was it mental illness that brought on the self-medication and people using drugs and alcohol to, to medicate and mask the symptoms of anything going on in their brain, their emotions, the depression, whatever, if they're hearing voices and so on? And it, and it gets very, very complicated. We are so great. I am so grateful. Uh, I've been here for almost 30 years. We've been, the mission has been serving the homeless for almost nine, for 97 years, nearly 100 years. We're fast approaching our celebrating our 100 years. And yet I see every day people that are coming in that are broken, that are hurting, that are hopeless, that are disheveled. Uh, our women that come in with their children, they're fleeing domestic violence. We also have single women that come to us. They're been living on the street, prostituting themselves, doing what they have to do to, to make a dollar, sometimes to get some food, but oftentimes to get that next drink, that next fix. You see people as you are going through our communities in South Florida and Broward and in Miami, uh, where they may be sleeping on a bus bench and you're thinking, what in the heck's going on here? Or someone's walking up and down the sidewalk with no shoes on and tattered pants and their beard and scruffy and they're talking to the sky and to the tree and you think, oh my goodness, what's wrong with them? Well, that's pretty easy to see. They're mentally ill. And then you have others that you come across at gas stations and convenience stores and, and they want to pump your gas or can you, can they, they want to bother you for a dollar or two. And so we have these little cards. You, know, you can go on our website at caringplace.org and contact us. And it says, you are worth it. And you can give these cards out. We really, you shouldn't give money out. If you see somebody and your heart feels moved, uh, what? and I know it's an extra step for people, but we have hygiene bags you can get from us also. Well, we have our Mission Hope Drive every year. Carry some hygiene products around with you, you know, simple things like soap and toothbrush and toothpaste and then a card in there where they can get help and maybe it's some bottled water but not really give people money because you don't know how they're going to use it and I've often and I've heard other people do the same thing is that if they really that hungry and they're right, right outside a convenience store they're outside a restaurant or a fast food place that you make that extra effort and you say well what kind of menu would you like and get the food for them and uh, you can even take it even one step further and sit down and eat with them and talk to them and find out what their needs are and maybe uh, use the 800 number that we have or get, get a hold of us and we can send out a team at one point or at least make contact. Again, it's all of us helping one another. And I've seen volunteers come out. I've seen people that have given of their time, talent, and treasure. 
We have special groups to help the men and mentoring. We have women's groups that can help for mentoring and also for housing and just a, di- a lot of different ways you can get involved during the summertime. Go to our website at caringplace.org. You'll see all the different ways you can volunteer. Help us for our Father's Day campaign next Sunday. Uh, we also need help for our children's camp. This is not just for homeless kids. These are kids in our community in our Miami Center. And it's $60 a week to help one child, $360 for the entire summer. We do need some extra help this summer, and that's why I'm asking. So go to caringplace.org and just see how you can make a difference in people's lives. God bless you, and stay tuned next week right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Dot org.